Welcome to Pairing, a podcast about pairing wine with art and pop culture. This episode is a little bit of a departure from the previous episodes, but was so much fun to record and hopefully fun to listen to. I was joined by my friend Michelle Agresti, another Wolf 359 alum, to talk about wine and art in a different context. Guilty pleasures, or quote-unquote gas station, wine and media. Because, as one of the Master Psalms who taught my intro class said, you can analyze the joy out of everything. So let's remember the joy. It's important to remember the purpose of art and wine in our lives and to get silly and have fun with it. We definitely get a little tipsy and giggly, but we also talk about a lot of great subject matter here. The wine stuff that I say is a little misleading at times, so definitely don't take this episode as the highest truth of wine education. There's a lot of broad generalizations about the use of oak and sugar in wine, which are fairly complex subjects, but I wanted to give some basic info, and there is some good stuff in here, so I hope you enjoy it. I want to give a special thanks in this episode not just to Michelle, but to another Wolf 359 friend, Scotty Shoemaker, who lent his recording setup to make this episode possible. You'll also hear Scotty make a cameo toward the end, and, no spoilers, singing along to a Guilty Pleasure song of mine that I was totally oblivious to during the actual recording, so that's pretty delightful. Thank you so much to our newest patron, Zoe Weinstein, as well as our advanced, aka producer-level patron, Mara Zobrist. You all are only a dream and never a nightmare. I swear that will make sense if you listen to the episode. Did you know that if you pledge $10 a month to pairing, you can watch our monthly live stream? We've been having so much fun with these, and we want to share them with more people, so come check us out at patreon.com slash pairingpodcast. Also, thank you to everyone who has left us a review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. I'm going to be real, guys. My life is super stressful right now. I'm working full-time, planning my wedding, making this podcast, and we just adopted a second cat, and I'm terrified that my first cat may never forgive me, and that thought just really sends me tailspinning. But every day that I see all the love being shown to this little passion project that has become more than just a labor of love, I am so overwhelmed with gratitude in a way that I have never expected to be. So thank you so much for listening. Without further ado, here is episode 14. Gas Station Wines for Gas Station Media. Okay, so here we are. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Emma. How are you doing? I'm doing great. This it's is lovely outside. Oh, how wonderful. In Los Angeles, California. It is also pretty nice here in Boulder, Colorado today. I like I like how this is starting. Like like is it's it's some sort of awkward interview, um, yeah. <laughs> but or that I'm the California correspondent. That's right. Oh, you're the California oh, and, correspondent. Uh, yeah. How think how how are things doing in the home office? Uh, oh yes, the excellent. And uh, we're looking at a forecast of uh, sunshine and uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's as far okay. as I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm not creative enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we all feel. I know. That's how you feel when you've reached the end of a banter. You're like, I can't just not fun. Some people people are like so good at at, uh, bantering and making a joke last like forever and like milking it to its last drop. Um, But I, I am just not that person. I get, I get, 
over it too quickly. <laughs> but <laughs> just for myself, I'm, I'll watch it all day. I'll listen to it all day. But I'm like, eh, and now I've, I've run out of ideas. Um, yeah. Okay, but we're here today with Michelle Agresti, who um, you may know as Dr. Alana Maxwell on Wolf 359. I am so excited that she is here with us. And um, she had the amazing idea. Tell, tell us your idea, Michelle. Um, gas station wine for gas station media, oh, where we God. take uh, cheap, <laughs> cheap wine um, that we like and talk about guilty pleasures that we have. Um, and I'm really excited about it. So, Michelle, you actually, you did a much better job than I did, and you actually got a bottle of wine at a gas station. Yes. Um, I have a bottle of Sutter Home Moscato that I got yes. at a gas station oh as I drove on the way here. And I picked the cheapest wine off the rack just to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And I actually haven't opened its twist off, so I can open oh, it right now and start to drink it. And while you open it and start to drink it, hopefully straight from the bottle... Oh but, yeah! Oh, yeah. I'll do it straight from the bottle. That's nice. Yeah, that's a nice. Yeah. That's a nice effect. But you know, if um, if if you'd prefer to pour it in a glass, that's okay. I did. I don't. It's fine. I I was remiss, and I did not stop at a gas station to get a gas station wine. Also, I don't know if they sell wine in gas stations in Colorado. Uh, liquor laws are weird in every different state. I mean, it's weird to sell wine in a gas station. It is. It, it's it's almost as weird as sushi, but. Yeah, both exist. And both exist. But what I do have, which, by the way, at some point, I do want to tell you a a sidebar about my favorite, I guess it's more a rest stop, but it's also a gas station between uh, Colorado and Santa Fe, New Mexico, because Winston and I stop there pretty much on every trip that we take to New Mexico, which is fairly often. And it's amazing. And there's like... What what do they call them? Like a showroom for cars there, and then they've got all of these like weird fairy figurines for sale, and then and then there's like a subway, and like it's a normal gas station. But that that sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, I stopped at a gas station. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I I stopped at a gas station in um, Utah that had a petting zoo. Oh my god, that's the best. It had an ostrich there. There was an ostrich. You had an ostrich. side of the highway and a camel, multiple camels. It was a petting zoo at the gas station. That's pretty also amazing. Also wine. Also wine. Um, I, I'm so, going to open it to okay. make a soundscape. Awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, so that was Michelle <laughs> cracking open her bottle of wine. So I didn't stop at a gas station, but what I did bring is wine in a can. Because Ooh. that's pretty classy, too. And here we go. I'm going to crack this. There we go. Yeah, this is nice and warm. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, nice even better. Warm gas warm, station Moscato. Warm gas station Moscato. To talk about warm gas station Moscato media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Michelle, as you're drinking this warm gas station Moscato, <laughs> what... What kind of media do you want to be consuming right now? What's what what's one of your favorite guilty pleasure things to consume? Okay, so um I came here with several things to talk about. Okay. One great. of the things that I've just decided I want to be the first thing to bring up is Britney Spears. Oh yes. I'm Team Britney. Didn't you bring up Britney Spears um in, in one of the AMAs, the Wolf 359 AMAs? Yes, I did. Because it was like, who would you like to work with? Right. And I had some like like 
uh, other answers. I had some other answers, but also Britney. Britney Spears. Have you seen Britney's Instagram? I haven't seen. I should follow her on Instagram. It's a work of art. She, I love Britney. I, she was like the first pop star that I listened to because I was not cool um, in elementary school. So oh, then, no. And then when I started trying to like pretend that I was cool, I started listening to Britney Spears and I would sneak over to my friend's house after school and we would watch TRL. Um, and that was around the time that Oops, I Did It Again, the video came out and she's in that like red leather suit and... Oh, I remember. Oh, I, I'm sure you do. Um, but also specifically Britney-related media that I have consumed uh-huh. over and over again is the uh, VH1 documentary, Britney for the Record. Yes. Oh my God. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's amazing. It's amazing. It's It's amazing. Like, she's, she talks about her 2007 breakdown and, like, her father's there, like, making her grits. And there's this heartbreaking scene of, oh like, God. her children, like, being taken out of her arms <gasps> because they're like, no, Brittany, it's time to go eat dinner. Like, something like oh, that because, like, no. her life at that point had become, like, so micromanaged. And she's on the screen and she's like, people shave their heads all the time. <laughs> she's like, I don't know why it was so weird. It's like, which is a <laughs> legitimate thing because people do do stuff like divorce their husbands and shave their right. heads or like break up with their boyfriends and shave their heads. I broke up with my boyfriend and pierced my belly button. There you go. Everybody yeah. does crazy things or just, you know, yeah. she, but, but she got, well, this is a thing that I think happens to particularly women in not just, not just Hollywood, but like in pop culture um, where it is. Like, there is this double standard. Like, there there comes a time in every successful woman's life where she has to be, like, broken down and by by yeah. the media around her. And they, they want to see you. They want to see you down. Exactly. They want to see you down. And that's and what I, happened to Britney. That's what happened to Britney. And I think, I mean, I don't know what she's been doing recently, but I feel like she bounced back. She did. Yeah. Yeah, you Britney can't, definitely you can't bring back. Britney down. Let's be real. Not for too long. She got a residency in Las Vegas. That's right. And this is the thing about Britney Spears. I don't think she went to high school. You know, what she does right. is uh, that she smiles and she sings Oops, I Did It Again. And she's really, really good at that. She's mm-hmm. a great dancer. Mm-hmm. She has mm-hmm. a killer body for having three children. Amazing. Which you totally. can see on the Instagram account. Um, have to check it out. <laughs> she has this really wonderful, like, female empowerment video, which doesn't really make much sense. She's, like, talking straight into the camera, and she's got this, like, heavy black eyeliner on, and, like, her hair is, like, all out, and she's wearing this, like, crop top with, like, her tits, like, bursting at the top. Amazing. And it's like, yeah, you're, you kill her. I think she's, like, 37 or something, and you're like, Amazing. oh, my God, Brittany. And she's, like, talking about how women should support each other, and she's like, because we all know if you want to get to the top, you better work, bitch. And then she kisses, she makes a kissy face, and she goes, I celebrate you. <laughs> Send it to all my Amazing. Friends. Amazing. I love it. You better work, bitch. I celebrate you. Uh, so this reminds me of a guilty pleasure wine for some people. It's not one of my own personal guilty pleasure wines, um, but this just reminds me because it's something that we in the wine business uh, very lovingly refer to as cougar juice. Um, and... <laughs> and um, is it white wine is it white wine it's chardonnay specifically um (laughs) like really oaky chardonnay from california that like you know it when you drink it like it tastes like you're drinking vanilla um 
which is what happens when you put way, way too much oak on a wine. It just kind of tastes like vanilla and wood in your mouth. Um, so it's almost sweet. Uh, so we, we lovingly refer to that as cougar juice because uh, for some reason that seems to appeal. Well, I, what I think it is is that it it was really popular in like the 80s and maybe early 90s, that kind of style of wine. Um, and so I think that women, quote unquote, of a certain age, that's what they grew up being the trend. And so, and so a lot of women in like, and it's not just women. The reason why I call it a guilty pleasure is because, like, a lot of my male coworkers, they they love they love really oaky Chardonnay, and uh, I make fun of them for it. But uh, so it's really is it oak in general that makes a a wine a guilty pleasure wine? Do you not, think not necessarily, but like when it's really really over oaked, so that it tastes so that it's got that vanilla flavor to it, then then that's 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 what at least in the wine business, that's what would constitute being a guilty pleasure. Moscato, I love. So respect to you for... Yeah, so like how much oak do you think is in this Sutter Home uh, Moscato? Prob- probably um... none. Probably oh. none. Because Moscato doesn't usually see much oak because it's light and bubbly and fresh and sweet. I don't know what an oaked Moscato would taste like, actually. I should I should have brought I was gonna bring a Moscato but then I didn't because I I, I picked up this can of wine because I felt like that was <laughs> that was more um, more appropriate. Um, so tell me about Moscato. So Moscato so wine. Moscato comes from well guilty pleasure just because it's a it's like sweet and delicious I would say but yeah I mean I'd like to make that caveat about Brittany like. Mm-hmm. I, I'm calling this gas station wine for gas station media just because it's like fun and quick and sweet, which is exactly what Brittany is not to bring the girl down because absolutely, she is amazing. Absolutely. Exactly. Like there is there is a place for gas station wine. There is a place for gas station media in all of our hearts. And the, it's a wonderful thing. Um, but Moscato actually comes from Italy, as it kind of sounds like, um, originally from uh, a region in Piedmont where they make... Moscatos that can be actually like very very expensive like they're not at all the Moscato that we think of you know like the Sutter Home Behringer Moscatos that you can get that aren't made from Italy it, they are made in Italy Italy this is made Man. in California exactly and the reason why I think it's like how I think of Andre which I love if you went Woo. to Wes if you went to Wesleyan like we did Andre was an important part of uh, my college experience. Um, yep. But Andre is sort of similar, like very sweet, bubbly, delicious, easy to drink the whole bottle by yourself on the hill, watching watching yeah. uh, people throw football or something like that. So guilty pleasure for me, at least, just because I'm like, this is sweet and delicious and I love it and I can drink, I can probably drink a whole bottle of it myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, this is... This is going quickly. I might yeah. have to slow down. Yeah, it goes it goes quickly. It it's, it's really just like juice. I yeah, feel like I'm drinking exactly. Juice. That's the date. Oh, <laughs> okay. So this brings me to um, a guilty pleasure wine of mine, which I couldn't quite bring myself to be drinking um, right now. But um, I I'm half Jewish, and so the first time I got drunk was, of course, off of Manischewitz at Passover. <laughs> and <laughs> Manischewitz being a, a very sweet red wine that I 
you know, people hate on it. People hate on my Manischewitz, but it's delicious. And it's actually deceptively high in alcohol. So in theory, the sweeter the... Learn that. Learn yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> in theory... Personal the... experience. Exactly. In theory, the sweeter the wine, the lower the alcohol should be. But Manischewitz is is really, really sweet. But it's also like 11% alcohol, which is like what most white wines are. Like, I'm curious. Well, tell us how. Tell us how. Wait, what? How, how, is, it, how is it that high in alcohol? And also sugar. Well, they probably add sugar into it, which is sort of a faux pas, but um, so that so it's probably, you know, it ferments. That's what the alcohol content is. And then they add sugar to it. I don't actually know, to be perfectly honest. But to give you a sense, this this can of rosé I'm drinking, oh, it's 13%. Okay. So it's a little higher. This is, oh God. Um, can I even find it on the label? I don't, I, I mean, I can't find it. Is it on the front? Is it on the front of the label? Um, no. <laughs> is that allowed? No, that's not legal. <laughs> Baby Sam. <laughs> Baby Sam says that's not legal. Well, we'll just see if I get drunk, and then yeah, we'll find yeah, out, right? we'll see if you get drunk, <laughs> and and if you don't, then Sutter Home is lying to you. Um. So in our discussion, in our discussion of gas station wine and gas station media, like yeah. maybe we should touch on a definition because we're talking about Manischewitz, yeah, yeah. which like you have a lot of affection for, which is sweet but also high in alcohol, and you say it's because they add more sugar, which is generally yeah. frowned upon. Yeah. But you love it, so maybe mm-hmm. gas station media, gas station wine, is things that are generally frowned upon in a college classroom or like maybe on like the pages of the New Yorker, even though that has gotten trashier. Exactly, but is really good. Like Britney Spears. I think that's a great definition. That's that's what I've been thinking when I've been saying gas station wine slash guilty pleasure wine slash media consumption. Um, but I think you really you really um, summed it up very very poignantly. Thank you. I'm I think I'm a third of the way through this. Awesome. All right, and we've only talked about one guilty pleasure media. Let's see. One. Oh, so I've got I've got a lot. Please start. But, but let's see. So have you ever seen the movie that to me this is like my ultimate movie that is sort of frowned upon and like by the quote unquote elitists, um, but is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, have you ever seen Excalibur? It's a movie made in like the eighties. It's um it's as it sounds. It's a story of King Arthur, and it has so many amazing actors in it. It's got Helen Mirren. It's got <sighs> Liam Neeson, Gabriel Byrne, Patrick Stewart. It's got, like, an amazing cast. But it's one of it, – I don't know if it's just that it's so low budget, but it is one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> but I love it so much. In fact, the moment I fell in love with Winston is when I realized that we both owned it on DVD. Oh my I was God. like, yep, it's that's it, love. Owning a movie on DVD. And and that movie. And then the both yeah, of Exactly. You. That <laughs> is particular movie. It's just like it's so bad and so ridiculous. But I could watch it every day for the rest of my life because it is so silly and over the top. And the guy who plays Merlin, I forget I forget his name. I think his name is like Nigel Williamson or something. He he I think he's a Shakespearean actor, but he he's just like I am going to phone this in 
or I'm going to just make this as weird as possible. And so his line deliveries are like, my favorite line in the movie is, I am a dream to some, a nightmare to others. And and then he just disappears. Like, like with bad 80s CGI. So if you haven't seen Excalibur, please go check out Excalibur. It's amazing. And I think, I think Manischewitz is a good wine to watch, a uh, wine to drink uh, while, while watching that. So that's one of my guilty pleasure uh, films. I have, I have many, though it's, you know, I don't know if you feel this way, but like the, the older I get, the less shame I feel about the things that I enjoy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I was also like, there was never a point at which I was cool. You know, so mm. there was, I never really, like, had to care me neither. about the things me neither. that I, like, I, that the things that I, like, like to read or like to watch. And then everything's, like, gas station or not gas station, depending on the group of people you're around. Like, exactly, exactly. Like, I loved Lord of the Rings, but honestly, among people who love Lord of the Rings, like, I'm kind of a loser because I don't know all the stuff. Oh, you know? man. Whoa, Michelle. You're yeah. such a loser. I don't know if we can talk. No. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this is what's coming out after a third of this bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Will Emma and my friendship survive? I based on based on your knowledge of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Or like like in other graves of people, like definitely, you know, at college, it was kind of expected. You like knew Marx and like Anne Rand and such. And then like if... I bring that up in, in another environment and it's like, who do you think you are? Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and that to relate to that makes me feel often how like in terms of my, my wine education and that part of my life, you know, with, with the people who I work with, you know, we can talk about wine all day, but I remember one day, like I was at work and I made some Harry Potter reference and no one knew what I was talking about. Dude, the, the, the youth, the youth, they don't know as much as we did as youth. They, they don't know. But it, but it was also like some people my age and older. And I was like, what is wrong with you people? Were you raised in a barbarian society? But, but that's just, you know, that's just how, you know, people have different interests. And that's, and, and like you said, like, so what is gas station to us is not gas station to others. Meanwhile, if I, if I, you know, if we were hanging out at Wesleyan and I started talking about, you know, all of the Grand Cru's of Burgundy, not sure that I'd be that popular. I think I'd be, you know, perceived as pretty snobby and boring. And that would yeah. be fair. And that would be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's, that's a, good, a good thing to think about. I don't know. What else what else do you consider your gas station your favorite gas station media or um the movie Elf? Oh, amazing. I love that movie. Which is like I just picked it cuz it's not like hyper intellectual or like a seminal work of film or literature, you know, like my family and us like we we love Elf. And the entire mm-hmm. month of December, that movie would be playing in the living on the living room, be playing in the TV on the living room, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on the TV, in the living room. That's one where we'd be things. playing. One of those things. Yeah. For the entire month <laughs> of December, I know most of the lines from Elf. 
That's amazing. I think it's a wonderful Christmas movie. And, like, I think that's a guilty pleasure. Absolutely. Similar to that, and possibly, possibly even more guilty, one of my favorite Will Ferrell films is uh, A Night at the Roxbury, which is based off of the Saturday Night Live sketch of Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell just being, like, really doofy but skeezy guys going out clubbing in L.A., and then they made a movie about these two doofy skeezy guys going out <laughs> clubbing in L.A. And, like, Richard Grieco appears in it. And it's just, it's, again, it's a terrible movie. or But I love it. Like, or rather, some people might call it a terrible movie. But I don't think it is. I think I think it's a fabulous movie that is silly and also just makes me happy watching it. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go back to go back to Elf. Um Elf. I mean, it's a great movie. I think it's a great Christmas yeah. movie. You've got a blonde Zoe Deschanel. Oh my like, god, Whoa. I forgot that that was Zoe Deschanel. Are you Deschanel? Zoe Deschanel? Exactly. You always forget because she's blonde in that movie. Um you have a Will Ferrell, the best Will Ferrell I've ever seen. Mhm. Sincere. Mhm. And it ends in a sing-along. You have to sing to to lift Santa's sleigh into the sky, which I think might be like a sub definition of gas station media, where you have to sing at the end. But I love that. Oh my god! Speaking of, um, do you do you watch um Crazy Ex Girlfriend? Uh, yes, I watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Okay, so we just binged the third season, which is on Netflix now, and there's things that I don't love about the choices that they make, but in general, I adore Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Yeah. I don't know. And again, I think it's terrific and I think it's really smart and, uh, you know, catchy and like the music is fun. But there might be some people who consider that like low entertainment or something, like not high art. I think if they did, though, they'd miss like an essential part of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is like they're expecting you to take it. Like, like that's like the wink is at like low end sitcoms. But it's, like, actually playing to the top of your intelligence. Like, that is an incredibly smart show. And if you think, if somebody was like, oh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, that's so dumb. I'd be like, I'm immediately judging your comprehension of, yes, like, media and and things, you know? I'd be like, oh, goodness, you missed something very large. Absolutely. Yeah. No, agreed. And I, but it's, you know, some people feel that way. And I I don't get it. I personally don't get it. Yeah, I think but. musicals and musical movies um, are definitely, like, they tend to fall under a gas station. Like, another thing I was going to bring up, Dirty Dancing. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. That's so perfect. I love Dirty Dancing. That that reminds me of, so, my parents are both classical musicians, and... Oh, wow. They, my mom, my mom, like, grew up with musicals and rock and roll and all that, so she's she's pretty hip. But my dad, um, whom I love dearly, but he just was very focused on classical music throughout most of his life and his career. And he now, like, doesn't always fully appreciate, um, like, musicals or rock music or, like, things like that. Though, he does love Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Yeah, Mamma Mia. Out of, That's out of the entire <laughs> canon of musicals, and it's Mamma Mia. Wow, yeah, it's Mamma Mia. Um, so, Dad, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but 
there's this is a really funny story. Um, I don't know if you remember, but the the movie of Mamma Mia, which I know they're making a sequel to now, but the original, the one with Mer- Meryl Streep, came out at the same time as The Dark Knight came out. And so my best friend and I went with my dad and his best friend to see The Dark Knight, and they were, like, morally offended by it, wow. which I don't understand fully. I mean, I'd yeah. like to talk about um, that at a, at a different time. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a different conversation. But then my dad and his best friend, they went to see Mamma Mia and were convinced that it was, like, the greatest film of all time. Are you kidding? <laughs> so... Even Even the part... Even the part with, yeah. um, why do I, I think it's Pierce Brosnan, is standing on the yeah, rocks yeah. with, like, the wind blowing, singing that dramatic song poorly. Even that part? I mean, so so if you haven't seen Excalibur, Excalibur is kind of like the 80s Arthurian legend version of Mamma Mia. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I guess what? I had a great time watching Mamma Mia. I did. Yeah, exactly. It's super fun. But, and, and for some people, like, that's going to be your favorite movie or your, like, the movie that just has a warm place in your heart or, or, you know, the musical itself, even if it's not the movie. Um, but for me, I, I don't entirely get it. I mean, I love ABBA. I love, I love the movie, but it's like, it's just fun to me. But anyway, that, that was, that was, that was a little bit of a tangent and a sidebar and I apologize. But also speaking of musicals, it's reminded me of my favorite guilty pleasure musical, which is saying a lot to call a musical that you like a guilty pleasure musical and that's, and that is Cats. <gasps> oh my god, I love Cats. I had like my family. We had a VHS of Cats the musical, and to me and my little brother watched that thing until it broke over and over and over oh again. I god, saw the revival in New York. Um, definitely consumed some wine with my mother, as you should. My mother and I consumed some wine to watch a matinee of the revival of Cats. <laughs> that is possibly the most perfect thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and during intermission, they let you go on the stage to take a picture with old Deuteronomy like Santa Claus. Oh my god. So we oh my god. got to like pretend to crawl on like the Jellicle cat set. Oh my god, that's amazing. Um yeah. I mean like honestly if anybody is casting for Grizabella, Leona Lewis did it in the revival of cats, which means anybody can do it. Yeah. And I want to be <laughs> Grizabella. No, no shade to Leona Lewis. She's a wonderful singer. She, I loved her songs. They were awesome. She's way too young to play Grizabella, and it was super obvious, and she kept trying to, like, limp around the stage and, like, fall to her knees, and it was not convincing because she's a beautiful woman who is not an old, decrepit cat. Right. <laughs> a beautiful young woman, and she looked like a beautiful young woman they put in this fuzzy costume that was, like, falling <laughs> on the stage for an unknown reason. It's like, oh my god, Leona Lewis, are you okay? Oh, oh wait, god. you're Grizabella. <laughs> anyway, shout out um, to the powers that be. That's amazing. Uh, if you are producing, if you're producing cats, uh, cats, not cast. Um, if you're producing cats, cast Michelle Agresti as Grizabella. 
Michelle for Grizabella, 2018. You you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> so what's your experience with cats? You love cats. Tell me. Well, I just I just saw it at, like when I was a kid. I honestly I don't remember much about it, but um, so actually the musicals that I was most into because I was really really into musical theater when I was a kid, which is funny yep. because I never I never did it. Um, at like I'm I'm not a great singer, and so I never really pursued musical theater as a performer, but um, but when I was a kid, to, to give you a sense, I had three goldfish at one point, and I named them Gene, Donald, and Gordon after Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, from sing- both from Singing in the Rain, and uh, Gordon McRae, I think his name is, wow. who plays the lead in both Oklahoma and uh, Carousel. So highbrow. I was really into, what can I say? I was a very highbrow, like, five-year-old. But, um, <laughs> but I, I, I was a little bit more into those musicals, like the Rodgers and Hammerstein. But, uh, but I, I can't remember when I first saw Cats, but I remember loving it. Loving well, it. Well, I mean, to, dis- to dissect what I just, like, gave a little aside with when I was like, oh, highbrow, because you named your fish Gene yeah, Kelly. Yeah, 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 um, Is that, like, Singing in the Rain... Oklahoma, especially Oklahoma, mm-hmm. in their time, or I guess even now, are not highbrow. What is Oklahoma? What is Singing in the Rain in Oklahoma about? Not at all. They're about nothing. They're like the musicals that you think yeah. of when people like think to make fun of musicals. And I just made that comment about being highbrow because they're historical. They're older now. So there's like the idea that age lends, age gets you out of the gas station Absolutely. In his time, Shakespeare was pop culture. Like mm-hmm. it's you know people didn't pe- people didn't go to see a, a Shakespearean play thinking oh this is very highbrow. Like it was a thing that everybody could go see and consume, and that's very gas station to me. Like you know something that's accessible to everyone, and it's only time that changes your perception of what is high art and what is pop culture or low art yeah so um, so you were aged out of the gas station does this also apply to wine emma well yes i mean aging wine <laughs> well this is a oh i don't even know it doesn't even say the year on this yeah it's probably wine. it's probably non-vintage which means it's <laughs> blended <laughs> blended for many different years of grapes but in in wine there is this perception like um, that that the older the wine is, the better it is, and that's really not true necessarily. Like Oklahoma, like Oklahoma, um, for example. Though I love Oklahoma, but if you have like for example, I last week drank like a ten year old Italian wine or something, and it was terrible. It was terrible because it was probably terrible to begin with. But there's this perception that, like, oh, yes, I've been aging this in my cellar for for 20 years. It's like, that does not mean it's good. That doesn't mean it's good. Like, Um, what if I held on to this Moscato bottle of Sutter Home that was $8.99 and I just forgot, let's say I forgot it in my uh, dark, cold basement damp, my damp basement. Well, if if you forgot it in your dark, cold basement, it would stand a much better chance of still tasting good in 10 years um because the the warmer it is then the more the 
the more chance that it will be ruined. I honestly well, it don't is very know. warm right now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I, I, I honestly, I don't know what would happen to a, to a, to a bottle of Sutter Home Moscato if it, if it were aged. I, I kind of want to do an experiment and see what, what would happen. In general, in general, like sparkling wine, you don't really need to age, or you was this supposed to be sparkling? In theory, yeah. Is it not sparkling? <laughs> no, no, there like was never little... at any point this was sparkling. I don't actually really? know what Moscato is. <laughs> Moscato, so Moscato is, is is a dessert wine that is supposed to have like a little bit of effervescence to it. <laughs> no? No. No effervescence at all? No. Sutter home, I'm disappointed in you. Or like, but... I mean, it was just sitting out in the gas station in the sun for That's a while. true. You know, as far as you know, this could be an aged Moscato. Yeah, I mean, it has no information on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really none. That's amazing. That's amazing. Let me check the bottom. Um, I think I see a, a 17. Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe it's a 2017. But <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, gonna gonna put the cap back on it for now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How's your uh, rosé in a can? Um, it's pretty delicious. Um, it's. It, I was just looking. It also doesn't have any information about when it was made or what it's made of. So, that's that's a good sign. But it's from Oregon, and um, and it's pretty good. That's so. That's another thing. Like the phenomenon of of canned wine, is it? It's a new thing, and a lot of people are poo pooing it because it was like the screw cap thing with wine. At first, people were like, "Oh, but the romance of taking out the cork and like it ruins the experience of having a bottle of wine." Actually, having a screw top, it's both better for the environment, potentially better for the wine. Ooh. Um, yeah but yeah like i get it like like really expensive bottles of wine they don't they don't want to they don't want to do screw caps but um so the new so the the newest phenomenon well so after screw screw tops i think it was boxed wine and i also love boxed wine boxed wine so good because there's actually some really good boxed wine out there and again it's better for the environment because it's mostly recyclable it takes up less like glass which is a huge waste product and um and often the wine itself is really good so the next phenomenon is cans um cans of wine which i mean like they vary in quality but this one i think is pretty good i know trader joe's has them trader joe's has wine in a can and i trust trader joe's absolutely Ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, Scotty Shoemaker, also from Wolf 359, who you may know as um, Mr. Cutter, the uh, the villain of the show, who, in real life, Scotty is possibly the nicest person I've ever met, so. Yeah, second um, that one. Also, set up, like, I'm recording here, he, like, set all of this up. Yeah, yeah, uh, audio recordist Scotty Shoemaker. Thank yes. you, Scotty. For making for for being a sponsor. Oh wait, he's coming over here. I'll put him on. Yay! 
I was just I was just gonna check this, make sure the sound was okay. Look, oh, you just gonna check the sound. Just it's as I said, audio about. audio engineer and recordist, Scotty Shoemaker. For the day, for the day, for, audio engineer for a day. Audio engineer for a day. It's like wine? a dream. Oh, absolutely! I want some of that wine. Yes, I, I think I think you should have some. Yeah, okay. of this. it's supposed to be bubbly. Sutter Home Mos- Moscato is supposed to be bubbly. Well, it's supposed to be like a little bubbly. It's mm. not supposed to be like explode when you open it bubbly, but. Oh yeah, it's a little bubbly. It's a little bubbly. Okay. Right? I see bubbles. Look at all those bubbles in oh, it. Oh, I guess. I mean, it doesn't taste very bubbly, but I can see the bubbles. Certainly. I'll take a little bubbly. Um, hmm. Oh my god, this is so sugary. Yeah. Oh, yep. this yeah. is like a headache in a bottle. This is <laughs> <Yep>. so much. <laughs> it says, this is what it says on the label. It says creamy peach <clears throat> and juicy melon flavors. Delicious. I taste that. Oh my I God. Do, I do as well. There might be a little bit of peach juice in there. Oh, that would make sense. I, think, I, I don't know. I think like I don't know. child's juice has more sugar than this. I think like, or mm. less. I mean, this has more sugar than like, Sunny D. This is so intense. Mm. As he and yet drinks I, more. As I drink more. As I drink more. <laughs> All right, I'll leave you to it. I'm going to go make dinner. Scotty, before you leave, okay. Um, do you have a guilty pleasure movie or book or TV show or song, like music that you like that you would like to share with us? You don't have to, but. Oh, man. Of course I do. I, um,. <clears throat> Okay, when I was growing up, uh, we watched the the Parent Trap a lot, and we had it on VHS. Amazing. And that got it got stuck in our VHS player, and we oh, couldn't get no. it out. Like we had two, we had like there was like the one in my parents' room, and then the one oh, out in the no. living room, or whatever. And it got stuck in the one in my parents' room. So it was the only thing that we could watch on that TV for years. So I just watched, <laughs> I just watched Parent Trap over and over again. So I oh know like, oh, I know like, I, it's been a while, but. I know that movie pretty well, and I did know it pretty well when I was younger, and it's great. It's I love that movie. I mean, that's a great movie too. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think. Let's see. What's a good What's a good parent trap? Well, one um guilty pleasure drinking thing. It's not wine, but I I wanted to share my favorite guilty pleasure cocktail, which Ooh. is um anything involving amaretto. Um, amaretto, mm. which is a an almond liqueur. So I remember, again, in college, I got everybody like really into amaretto sours and thought I was really cool. But it's basically just a really sweet, low-alcohol cocktail that you can just chug a lot of. Yeah, and... so I was a cocktail waitress for like three years. Yeah. Amaretto sours were considered trashy drinks. And we sold like four types of flavored margarita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. What's amaretto so trashy sour. about amaretto sour? I feel like amaretto in itself is kind of classy. It's like kind of like a fancy thing. Well, it should be. It should be, right? But apparently it's considered trashy. But again, gas station, gas station, station. perception of things. The the idea that some people consider something trashy that other people consider classy. And why can't we just enjoy it for what it is? Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, I understand. Mm-hmm. Are, are yeah. there people out there who consider gas stations classy uh probably 
probably not. <laughs> it's, we're using it as a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. I'm just getting too God. literal out here. It's a yeah, metaphor. Oh, Scotty. goodness gracious. Come in here with a hammer and start smashing things. I yeah, apologize. Yeah, apparently you're not yeah. highbrow enough. Yeah, no, I clearly I clearly don't understand. I think I need to have more Sutter home. Oh, have some. Yeah. And then I will fully understand. Yeah. What the more Sutter home you drink, the more you understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is all making sense. To I'm gonna me call now. this Adult mm-hmm. Sunny D. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna call. <laughs> adult mm-hmm. Sunny D. Ugh. 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 <laughs> At first it was like ah, and then I was like I can't. Yeah, it's like it, it kind of gets to you, but then you get drunk, and then it doesn't get to you anymore, which I think is the so so you are getting drunk. So there is yes. probably alcohol in there it. Is, there is alcohol in this. Okay, it doesn't good. say so. It doesn't say how much. There's no percentage or anything? No. Mm. Unless you can find it. Can you see it? I don't know. I'll look what it's you supposed, guys... It's supposed to say. Mm. An illegal bottle of flat Sutter Home Moscato oh that I bought Oh my so god. We warm thought, we, thought we were just making an innocuous episode of an innocuous podcast, but... Actually, we're gonna file a lawsuit against Sutter Home. Oh yeah, it's an ex- it's an expose on Sutter yeah, yeah, Home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll have some more. Mm. A convert. I have some catching up to do. Yeah, it's true. Oh, all right. I'll leave you to to it. Any? Yeah. Um, Scotty, thank you. I mean, you're welcome to stay, but I know you have some orange chicken to make. Yeah, yeah let's, seriously. Let's snap Scotty yeah, out. Very important things. Yeah. Oh, thank Yay. you. Yay. Oh, thanks. Love you guys. <clears throat> All right. So let's see. What can we what can we talk about to 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 wrap this up and really really drive it home? So, I I have one other big like I feel like my Britney Spears, like mm-hmm. it because Britney is your is your your ultimate gas station uh model. Weird weird phrase, but I'm going with it. Um, I think it works. Mine is uh, Enya because I adore Enya. Um, the like new agey Celtic singer. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know for, who Enya re- is. Re- reports herself 40 times. Well, in case somebody doesn't who's, who's listening to this. But um, I, I love Enya. <laughs> you don't know who Enya is. Stop listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you listening to this? Clearly. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay i'm putting the cat back on the bottle of this <laughs> I, oh my god i feel like actually i feel like moscato is a perfect enya wine because it should have that little bit of effervescence to it it's got that sweetness um and you like it's like the sky how scotty reacted to drinking that moscato yeah it was I like, mean, like ooh, this is delicious but ooh, oh my god i kind of hate myself for how delicious this is and um and that's and that's how I feel about Enya, except I don't actually hate myself. I just love her. I just know that a lot of people don't. And that's okay. That's cool. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. That's how I feel about drinking this wine right now. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. maybe because of the way it tastes, I'm like, I could fight someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's I like feel. how some people get it's how some people get when they drink tequila. It's how Michelle yeah. gets when she drinks Moscato. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, Lady Gaga has a song about the Pinot Grigio girls. Yes. Which, while I was a cocktail waitress in New York, yeah, very true. We had one weekend with no Pinot Grigio. Mm-hmm. 
It was a problem. That's a disaster. Really, yeah. Oh yeah. That's it a was, disaster. Mm-hmm. People were. Unhappy. I hope you. I, I hope you had some cougar juice to replace it with. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in the wine community. Is it, it isn't it great? Cougar juice. Can you isn't give it us? Great? Can you leave us with a recommendation of like what cougar juice to buy if I want to ply some cougars? Yeah, absolutely. Me or um, anyone else Kendall listening? Jackson, Chardonnay. What is it? Sorry. Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. Kendall Jackson. Um, that's one of the most famous. Um, and uh, Rombauer is kind of the ultimate cougar juice. And it's actually like Rombauer, like they're they're really good. Like they're really well made. It's not like they're bad wines. It's just it's a certain style that I guess is not the trend right now. But Rombauer is kind of like and Rombauer can be like anywhere from thirty to fifty dollars a bottle. Oh. Like it's expensive. It's expensive. Like but Kendall Dolly Jackson Parton. is not. Dolly Parton. Oh my god, Queen. Dolly Parton. Queen it's of the gas Dolly station. Parton. What did oh you my say? God. It yes. costs a lot of money to look this trashy. Ron Bauer is Dolly Parton of wine. This is perfect. That is perfect. Ron Bauer and Dolly Parton. That is the perfect uh that is the apex of gas station wine and gas station media, I think. Yeah. Fantastic. So, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me and talking to me about these things tonight. I had I had just a blast. And um, is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, my gosh. Even remotely and watching me get drunk off this, like, terribly cheap, possibly illegal wine. Um, Hopefully, it's the only way that I would like to spend, uh, you know, not in person with you. And so I hope to recreate it in person sometime soon. Oh my god, so I do have something to plug, but one last thing is one of the last times mm-hmm. I drank wine with Emma, it was the day before my 25th birthday and I was on the subway going to go to dinner and meet her with a lot of the other Wolf 359 cast where I, oh, I tripped remember that. and sprained my ankle. <gasps> And it was, like, super swollen, and I couldn't walk on it. So we had to order white wine because they would come with a bucket of ice. So I could drunkenly stick my foot in the bucket of ice. So then we had to finish the bottle of white wine that we had gotten. Which Which I had already been there for several hours, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that was at a – it was at the beer garden. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. they were, ha- but it was a Monday night or something. And it so was a Monday. Special for Monday night. It was, <laughs> it was, it was like half off bottles of wine, and yes. so I think we'd already ordered like five or six <laughs> bottles of wine, <laughs> and then you got there and we had to get another. Yes, yeah, like I stick my foot in. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is like pretty gas station of me. <laughs> that is pretty gas station. Pretty gas station, but of also all of us. resourceful. Resourceful. Which I think is also very gas station. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean it's you know, it's a it's a necessity if you're if you're, you know, living in the world and you gotta get from one place to another. Yeah. Um also I would be remiss if I did not plug the um audio drama that I'm on that is coming out on March twelfth, two thousand eighteen. I don't know when this podcast is coming out. Um it's called Arden. Oh my gosh. 
it's i'm really excited i'm really excited for this guys like the writing is great and the actors are awesome what it is it's a fictional true crime podcast that's more about the people making the podcast than it is necessarily about the true crime if you've seen the movie moonlighting it's like serial meets moonlighting um that's amazing that sounds amazing and the fictional true crime is honestly really good guys it's really good Mm -hmm. i was like i just like last weekend we recorded the last episodes and we like got the ending and the solution and everybody was like oh my god that that sounds amazing i'm subscribing right now even though it's not yet available probably by the time this episode (laughs) just in my heart probably by the time this episode drops since that's in less than two weeks um it it will be available awesome thank you emma sweet oh my gosh thank you michelle um and this has been delightful and Mm -hmm. thank you and scotty hi scotty oh he's yeah scotty's come to say goodbye do you have anything that you want to plug oh um Hmm. You don't have to. No, 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 nothing, nothing right now at the moment. I have a few things that are nothing right now. Soon, but Scotty Shoemaker, man of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, you, you all are wonderful. This has been delightful, and thank you so much for recording this episode of Pairing. This has been one of the most uh, enjoyable drunk uh, episodes for me, and drunk, which is important. Bye, Scotty. Bye, Bye Scotty. Michelle. Bye, Emma. You guys are Bye, amazing. We love you. <laughs> love you, too. Love you, too. Pairing was created, produced, hosted, and edited by Emma Sherjarko, with music and audio recording by Winston Shaw and logo artwork by Darcy Zimmerman and Katie Huey. If you'd like more information, links, and clarifications on what we talked about this episode, please check out the show notes. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at Pairing Podcast to keep tabs on what we're up to. Come check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash pairingpodcast, where you can pledge as little as $1 a month and get access to exclusive content, customized pairings from me, live streams, and more. Feel free to send us any thoughts, questions, requests, and pairings of your own on our website, thepairingpodcast.com, via email at pairingpodcast at gmail.com, or on any social media platform. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, read, drink, and be merry.